Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim joining us from the Twin Cities. And, well, Jim, the uh, Vikings do sign a uh, backup offensive guard, I think he was, uh, Risner, Dalton Risner from the Denver Broncos. Uh, what can you tell us? Why did the Vikings choose now to make the signing? I suppose injury, part of it. A part of an injury, part of it that uh, Ingram continues to be terrible. Yeah. In a terrible rookie year, he's still terrible. So I think Risner... Um, they, he visited them in August. I think they were hoping that Cleveland and Ingram would be functional. They are not, uh, especially Ingram. So I don't, you know, we don't know yet. Today's an off day. We'll know more tomorrow when we talk to them. But I would imagine that Risner will be taking over from for one or either Cleveland or Ingram. I would assume at the moment it's Ingram as a starter. He's a good player, uh, and Ingram's terrible. And the offensive line is this team's major biggest problem. How, how quickly can something like that happen? When would he be up to speed with the offense? Uh, good question. I, I'm sure if they're spending $4 million on him, they would like him to start as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Maybe he backs up for a week. Uh, who knows? Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, the thing about football is, yes, it's complex, and yes, you have to understand the terminology of your new system. You still want the better player in there. Yeah. And, and. To me, the best coaches are those who take make take complex and make it simple enough for anyone to understand, as opposed to those who make take it simple and make it sound complicated to make themselves sound smarter. <laughs> so I would hope that they could tell them, you know what, you're going to block this guy in this play, you're going to block that guy in that play. We'll help you out with calls, uh, but you got to have a better player in there. We saw how quickly they implemented T.J. Hawkinson last year, so there's precedence yep. that they can get guys up to speed pretty fast. Yes, it, really the key is terminology. I mean, all these people have been playing football all their lives. Uh, what it can be difficult for a veteran player is to come into a new terminology where, okay, you know, X means this instead of that. Uh, that can be hard to coach out of somebody. It just takes time and familiarity. But I would also imagine there are ways of simplifying a game plan to uh, cater to your, to your new guard. And it's better to have a guard uh, running simple plays who actually blocks somebody than somebody uh, who's familiar with the system who's going to let somebody run right by him and kill your quarterback. Yeah. Why Why is he available? I mean, uh, gosh, he started 62 games at Denver the last four years. Why isn't he still there? Um, I think it was a contract dispute. You know, he mm-hmm. got to a point where he's a free agent. Uh, he wanted a lot of money. I don't think they wanted to pay him that much. Um, you know, paying Russell Wilson a gargantuan amount of money there. They also pay a lot of defensive players. Uh, that's my understanding. Maybe there's more to it. Uh, but really, nobody doubts that he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can, you can doubt whether he's worth six, eight, ten, twelve million dollars at this point in his career, but nobody doubts that he's a solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's certainly an upgrade on what the Vikings have. Yeah. Uh, no doubt so, trying to address the offensive line, the middle of the line in particular. Uh, I suppose you won't know much about Christian Derisau until they're actually practicing again tomorrow when they put out the first injury report, but they, they need him to be healthy at left tackle. I would guess that they get Bradbury and Derisau back. Again, we won't know. We won't have the first injury report till Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. You, never really know. you never really know for sure until uh, an hour and a half before the game. But my guess is that Darisol and Bradbury will both be back, at least going to try to start. Uh, Vikings and Chargers are both 0-2. I was really pulling for the Chargers to win this week so they wouldn't have the same level of desperation that the Vikings will have. I mean, 0-2 with more games now, more playoff teams, fewer teams in your division. Feels like you can recover from that. It's not, I mean, the, the Bengals have gone 0-2 four out of the last five years. 
Uh, but 0-3 feels a little bit like a deeper hole. It all depends on context, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, during the 14-game season, 0-2 was death. 16-game season, 0-2 was difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. When you look at all the stats, all this, this many teams started 0-2 and went to the playoffs. Not mm-hmm. many, right? Well, that's because most bad teams are bad from the start. Mm-hmm. But there are good teams that start slow and figure it out. Um, I look at the Vikings as a very talented team with an offensive line problem who had to play a really tough opponent. I mean, that's at Philadelphia in their home opener on a Thursday night on the road after a short week. That's as close to unwinnable as you get in the NFL. So the way I look at it is the Vikings are one game behind an ideal pace right now. Mm -hmm. They're also in a division where nobody else looks that good. The Mm -hmm. Bears look like they're completely lost. The Packers just lost to what I think is a very mediocre Falcons team. Um, and the Lions lost at home to, a, you know, average to good Seattle team. Mm-hmm. This is not a great division. I don't see the Vikings being way behind. Um, now, obviously, if they win this week, so that's a possible being 2-2. Two and two, I think they're in great shape if that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Chargers are a fascinating team. I pick them to go to the Super Bowl because I love their talent. Uh, Brandon Staley is former St. Thomas coach, a very likable guy. They have a lot of things in place. They have big, talented athletes everywhere you look, including wide receiver, and they just don't win enough games. Yeah. And I don't know why it is. Yeah, I, Staley is coming under some heat for their defense. Yeah. He was supposed to be a defensive mind, and, and so far they haven't been very good defensively, and he's kind of taking some heat right now. He might be one of the coaches on the hot seat in the NFL, even though it's really early. And, and he should be, because they have talent. They have a, a really superior talented quarterback they have excellent receivers they have an excellent they have excellent running backs especially Eckler uh, they have a good offensive line they have defensive talent now I will say they've had a lot of injuries during his tenure mm-hmm. this year they enter the season pretty healthy if they if the defense fails this year then it really is on him gruesome injury last night for Nick Chubb the running back of the Cleveland Browns one of the top backs in the game one of the running backs they had their own summit to talk about the state of the wages for running backs versus other positions uh all pro running back it just shows uh boy NFL players they put it on the line every game no question about it and uh you know and he's one of the best and I love the way he runs he's just relentless talented intuitive uh, boy, I, I love watching Nick Chubb run the ball. It was such a sad moment when he got hurt last yeah. night. I, I don't think we, I don't know if we've heard news on him yet, but it looked to me like an ACL and end of season type injury. Yeah, it, it looked like maybe even more than that, like one of those yeah. three ligament snappers because yeah. oof, it really got bent awkwardly. That's too bad. And he had a catastrophic injury like that in college. It just goes yep. to show how much fortitude, intestinal fortitude, he has to come back from that injury and become the player he is in the NFL. Yeah, we we can be. I mean, I don't ever really worry about what athletes make. It just doesn't bother me. It's not coming out of my world or my pocket. <laughs> right. But but I just NFL players more than any other athletes I've been around. They they earn their money. The game is brutal. The injuries are brutal. Uh, the training is brutal. You know, they could, they're getting basically getting into you know twenty five car wrecks every weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do not begrudge these guys their money. Now that's for sure. They're working, work, putting their physical well-beings on the line every week. Uh, twins beaten by the Reds last night. It's not a big deal. I mean, they're headed to the, the playoffs. But uh, Joe Ryan off his game a little. Pablo Lopez kind of struggled in his weekend start. I, I want them to be on the upward trajectory heading to the playoffs. Yeah, Lopez, you know, my guess is that was an aberration. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really figure out why he didn't pitch well. 
Ryan, it's more of a continuation. And really, last, you know, listen, the occasional loss is absolutely no big deal in the situation they're in right now. Mm-hmm. That was a bad night now, last night. Though. Yep. Joe Ryan did not have command, and Carlos, Carlos Correa felt something pop in his foot. It was running after a pop-up, and it's probably going to have to be out for a while. Okay. Uh, that's a bad night. Yep. Uh, and because Ryan should be the third starter, but he's going to have to earn it. He's not earning it right now. And he's got Ober and Maeda looking over his shoulder right now. Uh, bigger concern, I think they're going to have to rest Correa for a while here and hope he can come back and actually be ready to go because he has been playing hurt. It has affected his fielding. It's affected his hitting. Last night he actually said it before the game that he felt as good as he felt all year. And so because he wasn't hurting, he actually stepped on the gas, ran hard after a pop-up in the first inning, and he felt something pop, and he took himself out of the game. Uh, th- that's a really bad sign for this team. Yeah, I mean, I heard Dick Bremer uh, say on the telecast last night that Jonathan India, uh, the infielder for the Reds, had just come back from six weeks on the injured list with plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. I assume there's different varying degrees of, of what you have going on down there. There are, but I was, I've been told that Correa would have, if, if this had been a contract year, mm-hmm. or if they hadn't just given him a massive contract, that he would have shut the, shut himself down earlier this season. Mm-hmm. That he knows he needs rest. He shouldn't be playing on it. He just felt like he owed it to this franchise to try to play through it. And, you know, he hasn't hit, um, but he has hit better the second half. He's been an excellent fielder. But you've seen it lately. Um, you've seen him miss plays that he would usually make because he just doesn't look like he's moving as crisply. So they really do need to get him right. Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.